Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 65 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, I it was it was almost tough for me this, to, to, to even remember what to say there, because it's been a while since we've done an episode. Uh, the offseason did not deliver last week, did it, Joe? Yeah, not really. It's... Uh... We, we're just looking at our our list we always work from. It's it's even still a little bit uh, empty uh, empty this week, relatively. But we've got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, um, it, the past two weeks have not been. It, it seems to be holiday season. Everyone everyone apparently is finishing up their rosters or has finished their rosters. So not too many not too many things to talk about here. Uh, but luckily, next week we begin our our. Uh, next season our 2020 season preview uh i'm very excited uh it's our christmas special i guess joe uh a christmas yeah, special. we were talking about the the north region of the of course atlantic division so mm-hmm. fittingly yeah the north that's what you got to talk about when you when you talk about when when you talk about a holiday special <laughs> that's where santa's from so um yeah it's gonna be exciting we're we're gonna have our our show schedule is going to be a little wacky. We'll we'll do one next week for Christmas, um, and then the week after that, we're me and Joe are both uh, going. I'm going to be on vacation. Joe is going to be away. We're both not going to be able to record a show. Um, but then the week after that, I will be back. So I will be doing another solo podcast uh, that week and catch up catch people up on the news, and then we'll wait for you, Joe, for the rest of the preview. Did I nail it? Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> there's your little PSA at the beginning of it all. Let's jump into the show. So this week, um, it's a lot of retirements, a lot of old player, some old players moving to to new roles in the Overwatch League. Um, the first one's Bonnie. Uh, he is going to be an individual coach with uh, the Washington Justice now. So uh, Bonnie, of course former Houston outlaw um do you know do we know what an individual coach means like is that training players individually one-on-one type I assumed so something something like that yeah um which is notable obviously because uh former Overwatch League player but yeah they're they're uh doing all kinds of stuff over there in Washington Mm -hmm. Uh, lots lots of moves lots of moves um and it'd be interesting to go around and see how many of the teams have this role, have an individual coach. And I think that, I don't know. Yeah, I think that fits like a player, a former player, pretty well, because um, they they can sort of coach them on on individual player stuff. And I, I've always heard there are certain things that differentiate like pro players from people who are good at Overwatch but just can't make it. Don't don't have that extra oomph to be a, be an Overwatch leaguer, so maybe he does stuff like that. Who knows? Yeah, just a little bit of uh, experience, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Gladiators have completed their 2020 roster. Uh, I think this is yeah, this is our only signing on the list. <laughs> we have two weeks worth of news, only one signing. Um, Jaru from Team Envy is joining the Los Angeles Gladiators. Joe, they finally did it. They have a third DPS player. All these teams, they have five, they have six. 
the gladiators, I thought they were going to roll with only two, but now they decided it'd probably be smart to get another one. Um, do you know anything about Jaru? Uh, I don't in particular, no. Um, it, I mean, at this point, it's... Um, I, I, well, I don't, I don't know if I would have said that, but uh, the, my joking response was at this point, uh, I would have been happy with basically any warm body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Gladiator's DPS line. Uh, that might not that might not be true. But, uh, but, but yeah, no, some um, playing history. Uh, looks like just over a year with Team Envy. Um, a short stint on Skyfoxes before that. Um, and, you know, Envy did relatively well for themselves. They... Uh, Got like second, I think, um, a first or second in Contenders North America uh, this past season, and they played in the Gauntlet. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a cool addition, and, and it's definitely to come in and uh, supplement Birdring and Mirror, um, who decidedly don't, uh, the way I understand it, have all of the DPS heroes um, in their pocket. <laughs> but. Uh, but, but this, this will definitely help with that. And like you said, it's, they've officially announced... Um, I forget if it was in the same announcements, like post with Jaru, or if it was something different. But uh, but that's it. This is the Gladiators roster uh, for 2020. All 10 players, all 10 players that they have yeah. um, are Stop right here. here. Stopping right there. So Gladiators fans can rest, rest easy, especially now that they have a third DPS. Yeah, Envy was good. The last they got first in North America West, uh, both uh, season one and season two. There were only two seasons though last year, right? Yeah. So yeah, they got first both seasons in North America West last year. They got like eighth in the gauntlet and second at, at the Atlantic Showdown. So they did well. Um, for people who have watched Jaru, there are a lot of people who are speaking out saying, "Finally, they they believe he he's deserved some Overwatch League love." Um, so they're, they're pretty happy for Jaru here. All right. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess let's, they have a final roster, so let's just go, I'll go down the roster. If you guys, if, if, if you listeners haven't been paying attention, they've, they've kept Shaz, they've kept Big Goose. Uh, they added space. They've added OG. They've added Bird Ring. They've added Mirror, Paintbrush, Bishu has come back. Uh, they've added LH Cloudy and now jaru so yeah they've got a very very different roster as you can see uh but a lot of a lot of upgrades the dps the only questionable spot is really dps i think uh i think the tank line's definitely an upgrade and then you're keeping shaz and big goose which in my opinion was the best part of the team last year so and the year before absolutely yeah and um uh, like you said, I think the, the notable part of this roster, um, small DPS line and a large tank line too, uh, that they've got all four of them. That's, I think none of them are two way. Um, no, because Glider's, Glider's Legion doesn't exist anymore. That's true. So they cannot have a two ways. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've had a podcast since Panker officially has been announced as like, cause Panker was a two way with Glider's Legion. And Panker is now officially not on uh, Gladiators at all anymore. Now that Legion doesn't exist, which makes sense because they, with him, they would have had five tanks. So, and I don't think. Do you think anyone which has is five tanks? A bit much. Um, I wouldn't think so. Does anyone even have four tanks? Like four tanks is a lot. 
people usually like to load up on DPS. Uh, but Bishu's a very flexible player as as that fourth tank there. Elite's cloudy, probably the opposite. <laughs> not not too flexible. But I I, I would assume it's going to be space OG for uh, for most of the season, unless something dramatic happens. Okay. Um, moving on to retirements, retirements, retirements. Um, the first one is from the New York Excelsior. His name is Pine. You guys may have heard of him. He was an all-star last year. Uh, clearly one of the best of the best. And uh, now he is a streamer for the New York Excelsior. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, Joe, if you if he made the All Star event again this year. Honestly, <laughs> I I think I would too. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how that works. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, several of these. Uh, in fact, I think all question mark of these uh, retirement announcements um, technically happens in the week before this last week. Because um, again, we didn't have a show, so but it's not. Uh, been a while not super new news anymore but you know what it's new for the show yeah uh, that's that's what counts exactly and it's i mean we gotta we gotta give some time for pine like pine big daddy pine was like a big reason i feel like a lot of people got into overwatch league last year he was i mean he was like the opening act of overwatch league basically because he had that game where he just popped off against houston or someone in week one and everyone was like oh yeah this is this is fun. Um, and Pine was, he was killing it. But uh, obviously, obviously throughout Overwatch League, he didn't get that much playing time. He was a very, he had a very specific role that fit season one a lot more than it fits season two. And even in season one, he, he didn't show up too often, honestly. He was there more than, than season two, but he wasn't like a starter. He was, he was the guy who came off the bench for specific maps, basically. Um, so it's still pretty, I mean, Joe, that, that, that's pretty impressive, right? To be this big of a name, but you are you're you don't start for your team. <laughs> yeah, you certainly don't, uh, you don't want to run into that as a player. Um, and yeah, if this is, uh, you know, one of the situations where, you know, now's the time you get, um, uh, you, you know, you can start doing some of the things you want to do. I mean, that's that's a valuable thing um, as a player, um, but just like in life, also. So, mm-hmm. good life choices, Pine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if he starts. So, is he? He is a streamer for them, right? I got that right. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Has he right. started streaming? I have no idea because I don't even I don't remember him streaming like ever. I don't recall him streaming, um, but I I imagine he would have a good following because he's he's pretty he's pretty good at the game. He's exciting. To <laughs> yeah, watch. just a little bit. Yeah, um, he's an all star. Clearly, did he play at all season two? Um, not that I remember. Certainly, I don't think he played a second of this last season, which is crazy. That they could have, if they brought him in, everyone would be would have been so hype. Um, but yeah, we got more retirements here. Uh, these are all season one players' retirements too. So Jake is has retired. Yeah, this is it's weird because these are it's this isn't breaking news. It's breaking news for our podcast. Jake is retiring from the Houston Outlaws. Uh, I think it was a question we all had 
in the back of our minds because the outlaws like loaded up on DPS this off season, making Jake very, very irrelevant to anything happening with the outlaws. Like I, I, yeah. unless Junkrat became meta, I didn't see him playing ever. Uh, so yeah, uh, he has retired and, uh, I guess we we'll just clump all these three together. Custa has retired from the Los Angeles Valiant, which is the more surprising one, I think. Um, and both of them are going to join the Overwatch League talent team. Jake as a caster and Custa is going to be joining the desk. Uh, so two new people to the Overwatch League talent team. Let's talk Custa first, Joe, because as I just said, uh, this is pretty surprising. Did you expect this at all? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Custa is certainly the interesting choice, and yeah, um, it is, I think it's um, definitely fair to say that I didn't expect that to happen, um, and I mean, particularly thinking about the Los Angeles County roster we have right now, uh, which number one has only seven players, uh, now that Custa has left, um, which is a little bit of an issue, uh, you, you know, they've, uh, maybe they already have somebody or several somebody's signed, um, or they are certainly looking for them now. But, um, but yeah, that I think uh, last time we looked at the LA Valiant roster when they uh, uh, looks like about a month ago, maybe when uh, Fact Fiction left, um, and that's uh, before that when their their full announcement um, was made on the quote unquote leak video. Uh, but last time we talked about these guys, that was one of the things we really highlighted was um, that Custo was going to have to be, uh, you, you know, one of the people to really lead this team, uh, just in terms of you know the experience that he has and the skills that he has, um, and, and I think that that lots of these non-experienced uh, and potentially lower skill players uh, aren't going to have, and that you know this. I was going to preface that, say, you know, that's not a knock on the team. I mean, it kind of is. Uh, <laughs> they have they have to play, I think, to um, to win back support in lots of uh, for lots of fans and lots of spectators, including me. Um, I think it's fair to say, but um, you've got people like you know who's left KSF and Shax uh, McGravy. He's playing the Overwatch League. I think Apply has two for a little bit? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was on Florida yeah. for like six months. Um, but, but, yeah, so for Gusto to leave, to leave this team, I think is definitely a, a, a big loss for them, um, in terms of, you know, how they wanted their off season to go. Um, but it'll be fascinating then to have him on, uh, on the desk, you know, so we're talking about that's, um, for people who are Los Angeles Valiant fans, um, follow them more religiously than i do um, i get the impression he has sort of a regular uh, youtube series or he, he does the Cust the custom news network mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, so you, you, know, you know stuff like that he's certainly got the personality for something like this but um but you know, we just gotta see how that's gonna sort of slide in um into season three yeah uh i i agree with you there it's it's like for this news for the Valiant fans and for the Los Angeles Valiant in general, awful news, in my opinion. This is this was their best player. This was their leader. 
Um, even if you don't think he's that great of a player, he is clearly their captain, their leader, their vocal vocal leader. Um, and he brought a lot to the table for sure. Uh, but I, I think this is a win for for general Overwatch League fans. I think he's going to be great on the desk. Uh, his, his custom news network bits were absolutely fantastic. And as someone who worked in esports team content for Echo Fox, it's amazing when uh, players are like that and they want to make content like Custa does. Because none of the players on Echo Fox even want to make content, let alone like start their own show. So that's that's great for him. Uh, and it's getting in places, clearly, because uh, he's, he's now working for the Overwatch League on the desk. So that's great for him. Um, I think he'll be a great addition to the desk. And Jake has been a great caster, honestly. Uh, so... I think that role, I think we all saw it coming at this, at some point at least, because he's been cast in the World <laughs> Cup. And, you know, it, it seems like yeah. he's a better caster than pro at this point. Yeah, much much less of a surprise there. But um, the, I guess the other big question about that then is how are they going to um, change up the casting uh, for next season? Because they haven't really um, announced very many details with that yet. But, um, you know, in theory, um, Jake will have a new partner that we don't know. Uh, that we don't know yet and fun stuff like that so we'll have to see how that goes yeah uh, i'm sure we're gonna get some more yeah we'll see we'll see i i, I think we should be getting some more because the, the, there's just a lot of travel involved so uh they got to spread their casters around the world literally um sure. so yeah uh, i mean they were announced in a little uh little article so uh, go read it on overwatchleague.com as a key oracle. I think both of them were asked how they were going to do in the talent takedown, and uh, there was some trash talk thrown out there. There was. Um, it'd be interesting to see if <laughs> it'd be interesting if they put Jake Custa and Reinforce all on the same team. That team would dominate. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it'll. That's up. that's the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe or maybe there's a maybe there'll be a draft this year. Yeah. Who knows? That'd be that'd be fun. But whoever gets picked last is going to be so sad. Uh, Yes, Winter Wonderland is back. My personal favorite because I love Christmas a lot. Um, And just that, just the song that plays on the title screen, just it gets me in a mood, Joe. It it really does. It makes me happy. Um, I actually have not seen any of these skins, Joe. Are there any good skins? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so there's, I think, six or eight new skins that came out. Um, there's a really nice Doomfist one that turns him into, like, a Viking sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got, like, it's got like a Norse name that I can't think of. Um, uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Mountain Man McCree, a Rat King uh, Reaper, which sort of looks like something out of, uh, uh, like, the Nutcracker or something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, now. Something like European folklore kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Rhyme Sigma. That's the skin that was um, uh, uh, revealed at BlizzCon. We saw that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then the three, uh, just like they did in the Halloween um, Halloween event, they have the weekly challenges going on. Oh yeah. So actually, the fir- the first week is already passed. Uh, you could have gotten Ugly Sweater seventy six. Um, which is just soldier, but he's wearing an ugly sweater. Not anymore. Can't get it. Uh, this week, I believe, is Holly Moira, uh, which is just Moira, but red and green, basically. Um, 
and next week, uh, actually, so, um, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then the week after that is, uh, Snow Angel Mercy. So that's the thing. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, pretty, pretty cool skins. Yeah. Pretty cool skins. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen this sugar plum fairy skin. Actually, I'm just looking at the winter one. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's from uh, last year, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's a cool one. Also, Mercy skin. That's a cool one. Um, yeah, I love Winter Wonderland. Um, yeah, the, the other cosmetic thing I wanted to note, just because it was super cool, uh, is Winston got a new uh, purple emote. What's that epic emote um, that you can um, get out of loot boxes and or buy? Um, it's 750 credits, which I know because I just went in and bought it immediately. But it's uh, it's American Sign Language. Uh, and Winston is uh, signing. He says, hello, my name is Winston. Um, and he uses, if you recall from must have been season two, um, mid-season or something, they had like a video package where they uh, featured an Overwatch League fan, uh, Los Angeles Valiant fan, who was deaf. Um, and he... he and it was a whole thing about like you know he's made signs for all the heroes, and there was like a uh, a sign language interpreter on uh, on stage at the Overwatch League, and she would interpret for him and all this. Uh, but so then Winston uses his his Winston sign, um, which is the same one as as that kid had. And I don't know if I don't know if that kid created it or if it was just sort of mutually agreed on or what, but. Um, but but he, uses, but he he says my name is Winston and he uses his his Winston sign when you pretend to do um, swipes of anger in Primal Rage. Yeah. But so it's super cool. Yeah, yeah, it is super cool. I like it a lot. Um, I think I I remember seeing that that kid was there one week when I went to Overwatch League in in season two, um, and I saw the interpreter there and stuff like that. Uh, the the interpreter is like only for him because the the interpreter is just sitting with him in the crowd, um, basically right, like right in front of him. Um, nice. So, yeah, it was cool, very cool stuff. Um, I guess the uh, so there's a patch came with this, which is fantastic. Uh, but also there's a new snowball death match apparently, Joe. I haven't tried this yet. Um, yeah, just. Um, same principle as the uh, snowball offensive, yeah, yeah, uh, except deathmatch style. Um, so eight players like free for all brawl style, because the other one's six v six, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, but yeah, patch man, what's up? Tell us up. Tell us what what happened <laughs> <laughs> because a lot happened, a lot great. We talked about this PTR patch, right? We did, yeah. So it went up uh, eight days ago. Uh, so it's been up for a little bit. Uh, this is the patch that um, supposedly destroyed um, all of the barrier shields. Uh, so that's a thing that exists. First of all, though, we got uh, Winter Wonderland, obviously, but then also a feature called While You Wait. Um, that the leader of a party or an individual um, can access while you're queuing for a match. You can go straight into the practice range, um, both as an individual or as a group. Um, you can go back into a skirmish, um, but also play deathmatch and um, go into a custom game. If the custom game lobby owner has allowed for people in a queue 
to join the game, you can do that as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, you know, keep you occupied as, as you go. So uh, you can keep having DPS Book Club if you want, uh, but you can also warm up in the practice range and that's um, and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the, the other notable thing about the practice range, uh, there's there's a workshop change that you can uh, you can make workshop modes for the practice range now. Uh, so I've seen a, a couple floating around um, that add like uh, Autobots and stuff like that. That's that's what I can think of um, to to practice on in the practice range, which is cool because um, otherwise, you know, normally people would just set that up in a custom game. Uh, but you can have the um, sort of nice layout of the practice range for that now, too. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and then all those balance changes that exist. So we'll go through them quickly. There, but there were a few changes uh, from when they were on the PTR. Um, I don't remember exactly what they were. And so <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the difference is. But. Um, as I remember, when this originally came out uh, on the tenth, uh, the patch notes got several changes like right away, because um, <laughs> evidently whoever was putting them out uh, uh, wasn't quite up to date on what actually was contained in the patch, uh. <laughs> so they had to make they had to make some edits. But uh, but this is where we're at. So the armor damage reduction, uh, basically the nerf. Uh, that happened in the Brig Goats era uh, was undone, so it's been increased uh, back from three to five uh, per instance of damage. Uh, Risa base armor increase uh, from 200 to 250. That's that was on the PTR. Protective barrier health reduced from 900 to 600. That's also on the PTR, or it was. Uh, fortified cooldown decreased from 10 seconds to 8 seconds. Um, I think that's the way it was on the PTR. I think on the PTR there was also another change that she could uh, move faster while shooting uh, that has been removed on live um, uh, according to these patch notes here. So that's um, evidently that was too much. Uh, too much of a buff for Orissa. No, uh, but that's no more speedy Orissa. Yeah. Sad. Exactly, yeah. uh, but that but that is her change. Uh, Sigma's barrier uh, health reduced from fifteen hundred to nine hundred, um, and its regeneration rate reduced slightly as well. Uh, makes it actually reduce or uh, increase uh, percentage wise um, faster than it used to. Um, it went from ten percent per second to um, something like what? It's like thirteen percent per second. Um, but it's it's a little bit less actual health per second. Um, his kinetic grasp uh, cooldown reduced, and you get a little bit more shields um, for the damage you suck in. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Reinhardt shield also nerfed uh, down to sixteen hundred. That same as on the PTR. His movement speed penalty while he has the shield up has been reduced from fifty to thirty percent. Um, so now you can be a speedy Rein with a shield. That's kind of cool. And Steadfast got a buff uh, from a knockback resistance of 30% all the way up to 50%. Uh, so those are your, your big shield tank changes, um, which again, that was like the big part of uh, this live patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll do, we'll do the rest of them really quickly. Mora got a healing nerf. Uh, it's now 65 HPS instead of 80. 
Diva's uh, defense matrix, uh, slightly smaller cooldown, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Widow's grappling hook nerf, um, which at least I, um, I mean, granted there aren't, aren't tons of like tournaments and stuff going on except for open division, but uh, you know, haven't really had a chance to see how that's affecting Widowmaker. Uh, Torbjorn's overload cooldown decreased from 12 to 10 seconds. Um, uh, Genji got an ammo buff up to 30 per uh, per set of ammo. Um, and Zarya got a buff on her right click, um, decreased ammo cost, and increased explosion radius. Uh, and a bunch of bug fixes. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to like see how this has affected the game too much. I haven't been watching too many streams. Hard Blue's about to do his like tw- a twenty-eight hour stream. I might hop on that one, see what's happening. Um, but all the changes look great on paper. So yeah, yeah. This um, I, I re- I'm remembering now is also the patch uh, when this came out that there was the weird May bug, uh, which may have existed before. I have no idea, but. Um, where you could get um, your your allies tilted and flying for some weird reason. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I'm looking up quickly. I can only assume they've put out a patch for that since then. They, they must um, have. That was such a game-breaking bug. That was like pretty easy to achieve. Um, so they, they must have fixed that by now. That was crazy. It's, it's not in the most recent patch notes in the game client, hmm. which is interesting. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's not a bug, Joe. Though maybe it's there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like that is not a bug. I mean, we we wanted that to happen. Um, we we wanted some crazy stuff. I mean, it's a buff to May. Uh, I mean, but May needed a buff, so. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, basically. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend looking it up because it's freaking hilarious. Because it like makes everyone have the ability to, to like float like Farah, right? <laughs> or something. I, it's pretty uh, crazy. Ba- basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huge buff. Huge, huge buff to May. Very good. Um, but yeah, that's a, a, a good patch. It's live. Um, let's move on to some contenders updates. Um, so last time we talked about contenders was in um, October. Because they gave us uh, a little article then outlining the new schedule format type type thing, where where contenders is like in alignment with trials and open division, and they they basically like get new try to like get new teams in every week, and all this stuff's happening, and it's crazy. And uh, you could go listen to our old podcast about that if you would like, or uh, or go to the website to check it out because it is confusing. I'm not sure me and Joe even have a full grasp on it quite yet, but. It's there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 like part that was new um, with this announcement was the specific dates, as I recall. Um, so, for example, that the op- the open division, um, I think, started this past weekend? Question mark or will uh, this upcoming weekend? Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it starts yeah. January six, is what it says here. Oh, um, so that's, that's still got some time then. Yeah, that's open soon. division North America. Um, uh, will start. Yeah, January sixth. Okay. Um, yeah, open division. Uh, I guess they announced North America will uh, consolidate into a single region. I think that was a big 
thing we were like debating what was going to happen between the two like we were looking at the schedule and we were like okay is this for is a schedule for both uh the east and west divisions in here and i remember us talking about that for a while well apparently all that is 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 uh it doesn't matter joe <laughs> because they're just consolidating it back into one single region um did they only have it separate for one year then was it only last year that it was separate a brief it might have been i don't remember a small separate separate era and now everyone's back together um yeah overwatch league academy teams may now dress up to four two-way players at one time up from two uh i i think it's to i think that's to like because everyone's quitting content basically everyone academy teams at an all-time low i think that's probably to like to encourage more teams to to get academy teams because it's like well you could just use your bench players on your academy team you don't have to pay more players um i'm guessing that's it that makes sense yeah um we'll see if that has any effect um because so far everyone's just ditching contenders because uh there has been i mean joe let's talk about it real quickly before i move on as there i mean there's no (laughs) benefit of having an academy like i thought the benefit of having an academy team was like you get those players that's on your academy team but that's that has like almost never been the case um like i thought fusion i thought fusion would get all their fusion university dudes but they've just been spreading out everywhere else besides fusion at this point fusion's got like a couple of them um but i was but i remember analyze we started this podcast and at the end of season one i remember analyzing saying like hey fusion made the championship and they they've got this fantastic farm system going on but it didn't matter at all. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the Israeli teams haven't been exercising the, uh, you know, like the the right of first refusal or whatever that they have on, um, on signing their players. It's, it's definitely fair to say. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the really the only other advantage is. You know, you can go down the list. It's like what the prize money, or, or you could yeah. be in, in contenders for the the prize money. I mean, except for like the very top teams, like you know, gauntlet level. That's um, and even then, I don't remember. I wasn't terribly much. Um, no, in prize money, was it? No. I, I, yeah. yeah, there's just like no money in contenders whatsoever. So, and I don't. As a person, I never expected there to be. Like I thought like what i was saying was the purpose of it i thought it was to act like a made like an mlb minor league system where um people could sign players that they wanted to to like teach that they wanted to uh hone the skills of some more before they brought them up to the pros and then eventually brought them up to the pros or they could get players who weren't 18 yet and put them in their contenders team and then wait till they're 18 and then have them unlock right like I don't like that was that was supposed to be the thing, but apparent that apparently the rules aren't like strict enough to to allow that to happen, um, or, or the teams aren't taking advantage of the rules that are in place, or they just don't care enough. I, like I just don't know. I I wonder what exactly it is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a it's there's a, a brief. It's just a it's a deep question as they say yes 
Um, there's a brief little little rant on that. Um, they're removing res- residency requirements in 2020. Contenders teams may play any number of players from any region, so as long as so long as other roster requirements are met, res- residency requirements will remain in place for Contenders China only. Um, so, what was the rule again that they needed to have like? two or three players from the region or something i can't remember yes something like that um which was i think part of the reason as i recall um that fusion university uh went over to korea too Mm -hmm. i mean that and um you know just for the competition of it but yeah um so that's gone which is fine um, I don't think I was ever a big fan of the resin, res, residency requirement, really. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, the preliminary double elimination seeding tournament, which will determine the initial seeding into the new contender system, will run from January 6th to 26th. So um, that was the open division stuff we were talking about that starts on January 6th, I believe. Um, and maybe that also includes the contenders trials before actual contender starts possibly um well contenders oh no never mind it does not contenders (laughs) the next the next bullet point answers my question and says the first contenders trial tournament (laughs) will take place the week of february 24th okay so 26th or 6th to 26th of january is open division and then contenders trial tournament will start february 24th to decide um to decide four consist of each season will consist of four to de, to determine um the the last two contenders teams i believe usually that will be in the that that week of contenders basically um yeah crazy <laughs> and then the 2020 overwatch contenders program will feature a us 2.5 million dollar prize pool which i think is Less than last year because I saw everyone freaking out on Twitter about it. So, yeah, I think it was three million uh, last year, if I remember right. Yeah, so half a million gone from the prize pool. And see you later. Um, yeah, overall contenders, it continues to be here. It continues to be here at least. It's chugging along a little bit, um, but um, it, I don't think it knows its identity exactly, Joe. So we'll. We'll see how this year contenders goes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I think uh, you know, provided Overwatch League can uh, make it through season three unscathed, um, that it's just gonna have to be a, a really big focus for them. Yeah, um, just as soon as they can, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely think they're more focused on the big, the big Overwatch League this year because. Uh, but that's very important. This is a huge year for the league, obviously, with travel involved. Um, and this this is the year everyone's looking at, you know. So, and then 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 they can figure out their minor league system. All right, we have another patch, Joe. Another patch for the patch, man. This one's not as big. It's true. Yeah, it's uh, just the PTR came out uh, just one day after the Winter Wonderland event dropped on the 10th. Um, And yeah, no balance changes uh, yet. You know, I suppose that might change. But um, the big thing here, uh, Party Flex for Roll Queue 
uh, is the big mouthful of a name they've given it. Uh, basically, if you if you queue as a party, you can pick more than one role, um, and it, it might place you on more than one role, or it has the option to place you on um, several different roles. You'll only get one role per game. Um, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, party flex, um, replay updates, spectate updates, bug fixes, um, fun stuff like that. In fact, it, it still doesn't explicitly say that it fixes uh, uh, maze ice wall on the PTR either. Huh. I mean, I'm sure it. I'm sure it has been. But yeah, yeah, it's got to be fixed. That's such a big bug. Um, but yeah, that's. I guess that's it for 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 the PTR and for the show basically. <laughs> we we waited an extra week. We didn't get the content we wanted, Joe, but <laughs> yeah, it's, we just got to reassure everybody we're still alive. You yeah, know? every once in a while. It's all good. Every once in a while, let them know, hey, this podcast still is happening. It's just the off season. Uh but next week we've got a very exciting show. So, um not sure the exact day will come out yet, but we're previewing the North. We're starting our season preview. It's going to be great, uh, which means power rankings are just around the corner. Excited. Um, but yeah, this we're starting our preview at the right time because it seems like everyone's wrapping up signings and whatnot and finalizing rosters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, anything else to say, Joe, before I, I wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, it, it's I, I wish more teams would come out like uh, LA Gladiators did and explicitly say, hey, we're done making signings. That would be helpful for I, us. But yeah, <laughs> I very much liked that. I like when that happens. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, we may be out of luck. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, people, people, Teams might not want to like limit themselves is probably it. Uh, teams might... Some teams might be done yeah. with their signings, technically, but they... But they're like, well, I don't want to say that in case we do find someone else we want to sign. Um, I think uh, Huck also stated Boston Uprising was done uh, signing people. So there's another team. Um, Even though Uprising Academy. Oh, yeah. Quick shout out to Uprising Academy for signing my boy Dragon Eddie. Killing it for the Italian World Cup team. Repping Italy. I'm a... Oh yeah. Uh, if if you listen to the World Cup podcast, I am part Italian, so huge huge fan of Dragon Eddie and the Italian squad. So now he's on contenders. Bring him to Overwatch League, Huck. Do it. I dare you? There you go. Um, yeah. So if you want to follow our personal social media accounts, Twitter specifically, mine is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Our show has a Twitter at On the Flank Show. You can follow us there. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any questions, topics you'd like us to talk about, any corrections to make on our podcast. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast.co. Uh, my personal YouTube channel, John George, you can find that via my Twitter, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and uh, can't wait to see you next week for our North Preview.